What's up, homeboys and homegirls? Welcome back to the Where in the Fuck is Tim Couch podcast. This is your host, Matty High, Hat Massel, M Dice, Money Matt, Murder Gang. You know the deal. Hope you guys all kicked last week's ass and left it behind with no regrets. On this week's episode, we have a hilarious interview with my friend Adam Glottonis. We'll cover anything from finance to tennis to pooping and anything in between. We also have our Sports Assholes of the Week, Sports Ballers of the Week, the NFL uh, Week 14 Recap, and the Week 15 Picks. We will get to the hashtag Burning Question Sports Editions and much more. Hope you guys are ready. Buckle up. Let's leave this world and off to fantasy land we go. Escada! All right, man, we're just going to dive right into this. We're not going to waste any time. Why would you waste time when you're investigating the assholes, the sports assholes of the week, the thing that keeps everybody coming back and coming back and coming back, the thing that keeps people coming on backs is the sports assholes of the week. We're going to dive right in. I've got three for you. There's always an abundance of assholes. You know, people can send them in. We can take a long, hard look at all the assholes, which we love to do. We love to investigate this shit. But in the end, I come down with three people that I just want to get my voice out to. Let them know that the people are watching. The people are watching. The fans are watching. And we know that you're being an asshole. We can see what you're doing. We can feel you deep within our loins. We don't like it. We don't love it. And we don't want no more of it. So our first sports asshole of the week is the man... LaMarcus Aldridge, intentionally trying to hurt people by sliding his foot under a jump shooter. So basically he wants, what his little game plan is, is when they jump up to shoot, he'll slide his little foot underneath and they'll come down and land on it. Boom, ankle, broken ankle, sprained ankle, twisted ankle, whatever you want to say. The ankle turns cankle with this man around. So I gave him a little nickname, a little nickname, JZZ. So the people will think he's cool. But he's not cool because he's J-Z-Z. He's Junior Zaza. We all know what happened with Zaza, the infamous Kawhi Leonard. Oh, San Antonio's going to beat us in the playoffs. Let me just slide underneath them real quick. Bam, now Kawhi's not even on the Spurs. We all know how that ended up. That's fucked up. That's some cheating-ass hoe shit. You know what we do with cheating-ass hoes? We fuck them. We fuck them raw. That's what we do and send them on their way. No glory, no disregard. That's just what you get when you're cheating asshole like that. And I'm going to be the first one to tell you, as a Texas Longhorn loyal fan, this is not appropriate Texas Longhorn behavior. We stand for justice and for liberty. And what changes or what starts here changes the world at the University of Texas at Austin. You know that. You know that from your time in the burnt orange and white. Now you're making us all look bad. All right, You already look bad, look bad in the mirror, look bad. But now you're just starting to really fucking piss me off. Now you're going down a road where it's an unforgivable path. The way you should do it is take the KD route. Yeah, you'll get some, you'll get, you know, some backlash on Twitter. You'll get backlash from social media. But if you can't beat them, join them. You don't got to be trying to break people's ankles. You know, the Spurs aren't what they, they, what they were, but no one made you sign there, bro. That was a choice you made. Okay. Now Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili, Tim Duncan, all your boys are gone. Kawhi, they're gone. They're gone. All you got is Patty fucking Mills. Wow. Patty Mills, Patty Mills, build me a cake as fast as you can from your Patty Mills Cheesecake Factory. All right? That's what I got to say about that shit. Get the fuck over it. Quit trying to hurt people. Quit being a little bitch. Play some defense. 
All right, Jesus, you're only what, six, six foot 11, seven foot tall. Why don't you just put your hands up? Most people have a hard time shooting over fucking nine foot twigs standing in front of them. You know, I mean, but this all comes back to being a Texas Longhorn. Where's your dignity? Where's your fucking pride, man? I'm calling you out because usually when I call people out, they get their ass together. And that's because this show's for the people and the people listen to this fucking show. I'm like the Joel Osteen of funny sports talk. I'm like the Joel Osteen of investigating sports assholes. You put it in front of me, I'm going to give you a full diagnosis. My full diagnosis right now is Marcus Aldridge. You need to knock that shit off. You need to knock that shit off. It's disrespectful. It's unsportsmanlike. I'm throwing you a flag. Unsportsmanlike conduct. 15-yard penalty. Sit your ass on the bench. If I was Greg Popovich, I would have backhanded your goofy-looking ass by now. Three times, not even once, just a ch 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 bam 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 backhands. It's a group of backhands. Coming at you, LaMarcus Dodgers. Get that shit together. Quit trying to hurt people. Just play some fucking defense, dude. I'm sick of it. Next sports asshole of the week. <sighs> Jadavion Clowney. Defensive end. Houston Texans, you guys know the deal. Obviously, the Texans lost to the Colts on Sunday. Had their nine-game winning streak snapped. Uh, they had a chance, third and one, to hold the Colts right before the two-minute warning on a third-down play. Get the ball back, down by a field goal, I believe. All they needed was a field goal to tie the game. Jadavion Clowney, he, he jumps offside. Andrew Luck draws him offsides. At home. Game's done. I don't want to say you single-handedly lost the Texans the game because you didn't. You obviously didn't. But let's not act like you, you played amazing. You weren't a huge force in this game. Uh, I looked it up. What would you have? You had no sacks, two tackles, and a penalty that could have costed the Texans a chance of getting the ball back and a two-minute offense needing only a field goal. It's contract year for you, Jadavion. You know that. Question's already out there. So the Texans, should they, re, should they re-sign him? Everyone's wondering what to do with Jadavion. Well, right now your name's telling me it all. Okay, Clowney? Everybody remembers the hit when you were at South Carolina and you hit the Michigan running back and you knocked his helmet off 10 yards. Cool. That was fucking cool. You're huge. You're scary. You're mean. You've been playing well this year. A big part of why the Texans are having success on the other side of J.J. Watt defensively, obviously. But you need to be smarter than that. You need to be a pro. Keep that big-ass, alien-looking head onside. Onside. I know you were trying to get that head start so you could blow some people up and make that tackle in the backfield, but you, Mr. What, number one overall pick, you should be able to make that play on time. On time. You don't need to jump to do that. You're getting paid as the number one overall pick to make that play without jumping off sides. Okay? Fucking velociraptor looking ass. Knock it the fuck off. This is NFL, baby. It's NFL, baby. Line up and do your job. J.J. Watt would never jump off sides like that. Ever. You know why? Because he's disciplined. Because he cares about the team. He's got a Midwest family. 
He's from the north. He's polite. He cares. And I'm not saying that you don't. But that hurt. That hurt everybody. That hurt me. And that's why you're on my podcast as a sports asshole of the week. Because I'm mad. I'm mad at you. It's been a rough week for Houston sports. And that brings me to my next sports asshole of the week. Goes to the whole fucking team, except for James Harden. The Houston Rockets. You guys are really starting to piss me off. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Without CP3 going down last year, you'd probably be NBA champions. But you know what? They, they always say there's a championship hangover. Well, you guys, you didn't make the fucking championship. So I don't know what the hell's going on with this hangover, but you need to get it together. This shit is fucking dreadful. It's painful. My eyes hurt. I'm on the verge of tears every time I watch you guys play basketball. It hurts my insides. It scares me. Are we wasting James Harden's prime? What are we doing? When the only team worse than you in the West is the Phoenix Suns, something is not going well. Three losses in a row already. Got Portland tonight. We'll see if things will change around. At home, ooh, should mean a lot. No, it probably doesn't. Because Portland is actually a good fucking basketball team. You know what they like to do? They like to play good fucking basketball. But I'll tell you what. The, I know you've been injured. We know everybody knows the Rockets have had your injuries. But it's not going to be an excuse we're going to use all year. At some point, it's got to start clicking. We need more passion, more heart, better defense. Let's get a little bit more shooting going. Like, let's make the fucking ball. Like, you guys are getting paid to put the orange thing in the net. Like, let's, let's start doing that at some point. I know we need to make a trade. You know, there's, and there's millions of names you could go for. Millions. Okay, maybe not millions, but I got a list right here. Ariza, Kent Bazemore, Bradley Beal, Courtney Lee, J.R. Smith. There's a lot of wing guys. Good shooters. Play some defense. We need somebody. Daryl Morey, GM of the Rockets, I'm calling you out because you're normally, you're my, you're my boy. You're my boy, Blue. But right now, we're lacking, and we need something to spice it up. We need a little herbal essence, you know, a little herbal. We need a little herb, herb and spice. Get this thing back on track because last week, going 0 for 3, losing to Minnesota by 12, lost to Utah by 25 with no Gobert because he, he hit the cup and got kicked out of the game right away. You still lose by 25 to the fucking Jazz? And then you come home to Lone Star State and think, okay, well, let's just salvage this road trip and get one more win against Dallas. Play fairly well. You're in it. And then, bam, at the end of the game, you just crumble. Crumble like a piece of blue cheese. And I ain't down with that. Life's about winning and making buckets and crossing people up. Breaking ankles, reverse layups, finger rolls, slammy donkeys, alley whoops. James Harden, you gotta let that beard go. Quit getting it cut. Just let that bitch go to the floor, motherfucker. Think about people stepping on that shit. That's fouls all day, cuz. I know you're the king of getting fouls already. I'm just letting you know what extra steps you could take to get there, to be the best at drawing fouls, even though you are the best already. Let that beard go. Let's get the beard and the afro. Let's show these people that we mean fucking business, dude. James Ennis, you just got brought to the squad. Hey, you're really doing a good job at impressing everybody. Not psych. You fucking suck. What the hell's wrong with you? Pick it up. Chris Paul, you're getting so much money. So much money. And you guys had it last year. You had it. I don't know if you're not fully healthy or what, 
But Chris Paul, you need to step it up, bro. The jumpers, they need to quit being short. Okay, they need to quit being short. You need to get your legs underneath that. I know you're getting old, but this is the last chance you got. You want to win a championship, you better pick it the fuck up now. Better pick it the fuck up now. Clint, Clint Capelli, you got your little hair dye patch in there now, like looking like the African king from Ghana or whatever. That's cool, man. Do your thing. Get paid, dye your hair. That's what they do. But let's continue to ball. Let's not get lax the days ago. Eric Gordon, I'm talking to you. Make your fucking threes. And then the whole mellow thing, I don't even want to talk about that. What the fuck was that? We, now we're trying to use mellow as a scapegoat, and it wasn't even mellow. It was just a fucking problem. It's everybody else. I mean, I know we can use him as trade bait, but let's fucking do something with it then. I'm sick of this shit. This isn't even a basketball podcast, but you guys are working me up. You guys are working me up. I'm walking around, I'm pacing around, I'm trying not to punch something. I'm trying not to punch something. I'm not a boxer. I'm a podcast host. I shouldn't have to feel conflicted like this. I shouldn't have to feel this way. There's only one, there's only one cure for anger about sports assholes. And that's by coming back with your solid performances and your sports ballers of the week. Whether they're on your team or not, it's entertainment. It's the things you want to see. It's the things you want to love. Let's get into it. All right, your first sports baller of the week. Um, Although being a Houston fan, I'm just going to let you guys know that these first couple, it really breaks my heart to say this. Um... But the real has to recognize the real, and what you see is what you get. And right now we got a couple ballers up there in the concrete jungle, a.k.a. Dallas, Texas, all right? So the first one we're going to dive in with is Luka Doncic. Uh, Okay, so obviously in the draft there was a trade between the Hawks and the Mavs where Trey Young went to Atlanta, Luka went to Dallas. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I don't know how many people were watching, but they literally had some Asian guy and his buddy come in and write a song, and they sang that during the game, during a commercial break, Um, and it was like, what the fuck is going on? But at the same time, like I understand how excited they are to have this kid in town. He's fucking incredible. He's well on his way to Rookie of the Year. And not just that, but he is going to be a star in the NBA. He's already got the step-back three down on lock. Um, he's got, he can get to the line at will. He can get in the paint at will. Um, he's like the ultimate hype man. He loves his teammates. His teammates love him already. Um, I don't even know what number he wears, but it's like, what is it, 77 or some crazy shit, like some high-ass number that you never see. That alone is a baller move. Um, listen, he fucking killed my Rockets single-handedly the other night. 11-0 run all all by himself. He's just got that clutch gene. He's got a hot mom and he's got clutch genes. Um, Dallas, they 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 got the steal of the draft. I think that he is going to be the best player um, on that team for a long, long time. Leave it to Mark Cuban to find someone from overseas and pay him for the next 25 years. And that's your boy, Luka Doncic. Next ballers of the week, you can't deny it, are the Dallas Cowboys. I hate to say it, but Dallas looks fucking tough. They keep finding a way. They've won five straight. I believe that's six out of their last seven. Uh, The defense looks just downright mean. Leighton Vander Esch and Jalen Smith, 
They just got the fucking linebacker position on lock. And, of course, Sean Lee's just waiting on the bench. Um, they need to trade him. Injury-riddled motherfucker. They just need to ship him out. But, look, they've got playmakers everywhere. you got Zeke in the backfield, obviously, your workhorse. Um, Dak is the only person on this team where it's, like, questionable with this guy. He just seems like he always, in the right moment, finds a way to turn it over and keep these games closer than they should be. But that offense has been nice enough. The Amari Cooper trade was fucking brilliant. And for everyone that was doubting it in the first place, let's not forget this kid's only 24 years old, been to the Pro Bowl once or twice already. He's not a scrub. The Oakland Raiders are a scrub. They could be on the assholes of the week every time. We just don't... We don't want to go with the super obvious every time because that's boring. You know, this is a podcast for the people. You want content. You want to churn out good shit. You don't want to just be putting on, oh, the Oakland Raiders, which assholes a week. Duh. Duh. John Gruden getting a $100 million coaching contract. Asshole of the week. Duh. Get back in the booth. Monday Night Football is terrible, John Gruden. I thought you were a man of the people. Be a man of the people. Please, dear God, come back. But anyways... Dallas, defense will suffocate anyone. The offense is good enough to get the points that they need. Um, you know, so you got you to gotta give them love. A lot of people are saying they're the NFC favorites. I don't know if I want to go that far yet. But listen, when you fucking hold the Saints the way that they did and you find a way to beat Philly, um, you know, I, the refs are kind of on your side. We'll give you that a little bit. The refs kind of did want the Cowboys to win. But listen, you guys just got Jason Garrett and Dak Prescott, their contracts extensions. So... Hope you guys are happy with that. But right now, Dallas Cowboys are balling. It needs to be recognized. Not a team that you want to face. And to branch off of that, Amari Cooper, I know I talked about him a little bit. He's another sports baller of the week. He has been the biggest part of this Dallas win streak. Obviously, Zeke does what he does every week, week in, week out, consistent as they come. One of the top three, top four running backs in the league. You know what you're going to get with Zeke. I just think that Amari Cooper um, has really been that that spark they needed on offense. He, he may not be the fastest guy in the world. He may not have the best hands in the world. He is one of the best route runners in the league. And he finds a way to get open. And if you slip or something, he's going to turn on the afterburners, and that motherfucker will find his way to the end zone. He's coming off a game of 10 catches, 217 yards, and three fucking tutties. Um, and this is what? This is like the second game since he's been on the Cowboys that he's gone over 200 yards receiving with multiple touchdowns. Um, and he's got another game with a touchdown at least. He's getting upwards of 10 targets a game. This guy is a fantasy machine. He's, he just means so much to this team. And for a first-round pick, you weren't going to find anybody that meant more to the Dallas Cowboys than this guy does right now. Um, oh, yeah, another little stat on Amari Cooper I saw. I looked up that he, since joining the Cowboys, he's got four or five 20-yard-plus touchdowns already. And that will only continue as the season goes on because he's going to keep getting that space um, every time he runs those routes, and he's going to keep getting the targets. And so watch out for Amari Cooper and the Dallas Cowboys for the rest of this season. Obviously, for fantasy purposes and everything, all things included, you had the Thursday night game with the Tennessee Titans and the Jacksonville Jaguars. And your sports baller of the week from that game is Derrick Henry. Finally something positive from you. Um, you, you. You look like you're on steroids. You're the biggest fucking running back I've ever seen in my life. And you've had such a terrible season, all things considered. 
from where you were supposed to be drafted. You're supposed to be running the show in Tennessee now. You know, you you finally played to your Alabama Rolling Tide standards. 17 carries for 238 yards and four tutties. People are saying it's the, the best run since Beast Mode. 99 yarder to the house where you threw five people on the five, five people on the ground on the way there. I don't think it was better than the Marshawn run, but it was up there. It was up there. That was one of the craziest things I've seen in a long time. And for it to happen from you, Derrick Henry, of all people, is mind-boggling. Um, and not only that, but later in the game, you had another 54-yard touchdown in the third quarter where he was clocked at 21.74 miles an hour, which is the fastest score in an NFL this season. It's incredible to think that Tyreek Hill has had these bombs he's been catching. You had Nick Chubb break a big one earlier this year. Saquon's been scoring touchdowns like that. Julio getting open down the field. Any of these guys, Brandon Cooks, like you just think of some of these. John Ross has touchdowns this year. But Derrick Henry ran 21.74 miles per hour, fastest touchdown in the NFL this year. So that's going to get you on the Sports Ballers of the Week. Congratulations, bud. It's your coming out party. Let's stick to it now. Keep churning. Be what, you, what you're supposed to be. You went to Alabama. Like Everyone expects this stuff out of you. It's time to fucking be a man and keep putting that foot down. And last one of the week, you know, he, he's one of these guys that could be on the Sports Ballers every week, but he did something again this week where we just have to throw him on here. That's Pat Mahomes and that crazy no-look pass. Um, obviously, there's maybe two other quarterbacks that could pull something off like this, maybe. Um, but the fact that you're just so young and you're just finding a way to do it, you're just an absolute baller. Um, the sidearm pass down the sideline when you're running out of bounds at the end of the game and you chuck it all the way across field to Tyreek Hill just amazing the things that this guy can do um he can make any fucking throw he's got that badass voice so fucking hot so respectable luscious hair loves Waterburger's fancy ketchup he's gonna get a Waterburger, a Texas chain in Kansas City before this is all said and done mark my words this is the type of movement that this man is on Patrick Mahomes you're a Kansas City Chief, not a fan, but I'm a fan of what you're doing out there on the field. I appreciate the hard work you put in, and as a fan, I appreciate watching you on Sundays, Thursdays, and Mondays. With that being said, I hope you find a way to lose to the Texans if it comes down to it, but you are a nominee for Sports Baller of the Week. Next up, we got the Week 14 a uh, quick little recap of last week. I'll give you my thoughts and opinions and and uh, the things that actually happened in the NFL last week before we dive into the picks for week 15. So basically you had the Titans manhandle the Jaguars on Thursday night. Uh, I think we all could have seen that coming. Uh, obviously Derrick Henry did his thing, scored a bunch of points. We all knew that that was coming. And, and that's, I mean, what else can you say about it? Jaguars defense is fucking terrible. They're just one of the worst teams ever. And... They just suck. So Titans won that one, obviously. Next game, Jets and the Bills. This is the who gave a fuck game of the week. And obviously the Jets cared a little bit more than the Bills. Went into Buffalo and beat them at home. So there's that for you. Suck on that, Buffalo. You fucking chumps. Panthers at Browns. I called it. Cleveland, believe it or not, sitting there at what? 5-7-1 still in the playoff hunt. They could even still win their division. The Cleveland Browns could still win their division. Another hot team in football, kind of, you know, 
feeling themselves a little bit. Got some good rookie players. Got a good quarterback. Feeling pretty good. Took care of the uh, Panthers 26-20. to Carolina, they're just playing their way right on out. Whoop, right on out. And they got to face the Saints twice. Yeah, you can wrap their season up. Go get healthy, Cam. Uh, next game, you had the Falcons and the Packers. Packers beat them by two touchdowns. Hey, Joe Philbin, best coach in the fucking world. Mike McCarthy obviously was the world's most terrible coach. And Aaron Rodgers decided he wanted to play today for the Fal- uh, against the Falcons. So that's the result you get when he decides he wants to play football. He, uh, what is he? Let's see here. Aaron Rodgers decided he wants to play and goes for a nice 21 to 3,296 yards and two TDs. You know, no interceptions, breaking the record for the longest passes without interception or some shit like that but hey they got uh you know the Aaron Jones coming on too in the backfield 17 carries for 78 yards and a touchdown um you know not to mention that he can catch the ball too another three receptions for 28 yards so Green Bay they're kind of rounding into form you know they're going to start playing being more serious now um so you know it's one of them teams you kind of want to watch out for for sure but obviously they handled the Falcons this weekend no problem um, one of the best games of the weekend was the Ravens on the road facing the Chiefs. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens were able to force overtime against the Chiefs. Um, but in the end, they came up a field goal short. Chiefs took down the Ravens 27-24. And probably the funniest ending of the whole weekend, super funny to me, super funny to most people outside of Boston, was your Dolphins and Patriots game back and forth all game long. Boom, 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 boom. Points, 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 points. Offenses were on point. Defenses were being super shitty, super shitty defense. But it doesn't matter because the game ended on a super shitty defensive play by the Patriots. They they gave up the Dolphins, not the not the Hail Mary, but the old, you know, shoots and ladders. You know, you pass it to this guy and I'll pitch it back and pitch it back and pitch it back. And somehow they were able to get the ball in the hands of Kenyon Drake, who basically ran, I don't know, what was it, 40, 40 yards, outran everybody into the end zone. Dolphins went by a point. They were able to kick the extra point, win the game, and it was a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. Patriots lose to the Dolphins, 34-33. New Orleans Saints, everybody knew they were going to have the bounce-back win against the Buccaneers, and they did. Came back. First time ever they've won the NFC South two years in a row. Kudos to them. Probably will be your number one seed in the NFC. Um, and so Super Bowl is going to go through New Orleans and the NFC. Tough, tough, tough. Redskins and Mark Sanchez, oh man, they are just a disaster, absolute disaster. They got their asses handed to them by the odell Liss Giants. Uh, They're beating them by 30 at halftime. Uh, final score of that game, 40-16. to 16. Saquon is incredible, unbelievable. Um, obviously, you got the Colts going on the road to Houston. They ended up winning 24-21. Andrew Luck looked really good. T.Y. Hilton does what he does and just has 150 yards receiving every time he plays the Texans. And they found a way to win. Obviously, we talked about it. Jadavion Clowney jumping off sides. A lot of things not going right for Houston in that game. Um, still found a way to make it close. But if they want to keep things going and make a far run into the playoffs, they're going to really have to step their game up a little bit. But look for the Colts, though. They're trying to make a move on that wild card. And I think they'll get in. Next up, you had the Bengals at the Chargers. Uh, Chargers are obviously without Melvin Gordon in this one. And kind of limp-dicked their way to a win. 26-21 over the Bengals. But hey, a W is a W. Just ask James Winston. A uh, bad game for the week. Uh, the Broncos really needed to win. Uh, they played the 49ers, and they ended up losing 20-14. 49ers won. Um, Broncos were in the playoff race, still are in the playoff race, but that was a really tough loss. They had you know 
three to four, all like winnable games that they should have taken care of. So that looks really bad for them. Obviously, they lost Emmanuel Sanders with the Achilles. Um, so hopefully he gets recovered quick and um, Denver can bounce back next year, I guess, at wide receiver position. <laughs> um, another really good game this week was the Eagles at the Cowboys. Obviously, that game went to overtime. Everybody knows Mike Cooper had the three touchdowns. Dak played well, well, pretty well. Uh, Eagles played their heart out for all the defensive injuries they had. I thought they played really well and showed that they still got some fight in them. But Dallas obviously won 29-23. Another game here, you had the Steelers on the road with the Raiders. Um, Trap game. Saw it coming. Uh, What? They just lost Pittsburgh. That's two or three losses in a row for them. They're really struggling right now, and they found a way to go to Oakland and lose by a field goal. Oakland is the winner, 24-21. The most untalked about game of the week, I don't even think they showed a clip of it on Red Zone, was the Detroit Lions going down to Arizona and winning 17-3. And with NFC North implications, the Sunday night and the Monday night games, uh, one team kind of separated themselves from the other. The Bears were able to lock down the Rams, hold them without a touchdown, which is like unheard of with Sean McVay and Jared Goff and all them boys in L.A. been balling. But that uh, Chicago defense, you do not want to fuck with them, dude. They are so talented. They're so good. And the weather in Chicago, playing them at home, they're going to be a tough out in the playoffs. They take care of the Rams 15-6. to And on Monday night, uh, classic Kirk Cousins uh, just being absolutely fucking shitty. It's a terrible game to watch. It really wasn't even close. It was 21-0 before the last uh, minute and a half, two minutes, where Kirk Cousins, typical stat patter. Um, so, yeah, Seahawks win 21-27, or 21-7, and they basically seal their place in a wild-card spot in the NFC, I believe. And that's your Week 14 recap. Bouncing back from the recap. Bouncing back from the Week 14 recap. And dive into these Week 15 picks. It's kind of a tough little week here. Uh, some trap games, you know. Last week, Vegas got their money back. It was a tough week. Uh, you know, a lot of teams not covering the spread. A lot of teams that weren't supposed to win found a way to win. Um, so this week, you know, everybody's got to step their game up. It's not to mention it's fantasy playoff time. So there's, you know, big implications on the line for us. And then there's obviously the real playoffs on the line for a lot of these teams. And we'll see what they can do. And it starts off Thursday night with an incredible game. Uh, the 10-3 and 3 L.A. Chargers going on the road to face the 11-2 Kansas City Chiefs. Um, this is going to be a great game. This is going to be a great game that, you know, this could decide who would be the first team in the West. But I think I'm going to have to give it to Kansas City. They're at home. Uh, obviously, Patrick Mahomes is in his groove. They haven't lost a lot this year. Um, the reason being, they can outscore anybody. Uh, now San Diego has an offense that's clicking. They've got a defense that's very tricky to play. They drop a lot of people back in dime coverage. they got Derwin James out there. they got Joey Bosa back. they got Melvin Ingram. they got a good defense out there in L.A. Um, but I think the Chiefs will find a way to win. Now, I think we got two games on Saturday. I'm not sure 100% what time they're at. But I know we have the Texans on the road facing the Jets. Texans come in at 9-4. and four. Jets are opposite of that at 4-9. and nine. Um, you know, it's going to be a cold weather game. I don't think it'll be pretty, but I think it's one of those games where the Texans will find their way to win, um, by running the ball probably a lot and just trying to control the clock and letting that defense go to work on Sam Darnold. I look for a couple turnovers from Darnold in that game. And I like the Texans in that one by a touchdown. Next game on Saturday, you have the Cleveland Browns going on the road to face the Broncos. Um, Broncos just had a tough loss to the 49ers. Although they are a different team at home. 
The defense is good. Uh, those Chubb and Von Miller, they're going get, to be getting uh, pressure on uh, Baker Mayfield, obviously. But Cleveland looks like they're in a good spot right now. They're really rolling. I think they're confident. They know that they can still win their division. They know that they're still in the playoff hunt. You win and you can get in, and that's kind of going to be their motto, their motto right now. I think Denver, with losing Emmanuel Sanders and obviously trading Demarius Thomas earlier in the year, um, they're paper thin at wide receiver, and it's just going to be too hard to come back from that. I think Cleveland will go on the road and take care of Denver in a close one. Um, Sunday games, you have the freaking Washington Foreskins going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I hope red zone doesn't show more than 30 seconds of this game, and if it is, I just want the fumbles and the interceptions that are going to be returned for touchdowns. Um, you got Mark Sanchez versus Cody Kessler. Um, it's the battle of the the who-gives-a-fuck USC quarterbacks. Um, but I look for Jacksonville to win that game at home because their defense is their strong point, and if you obviously watching the Giants and the Redskins game last week, um, that goes to show that the Redskins are not good offensively anymore, and their defense is falling apart as well. I look for it to be a low-scoring game, but I will take Jacksonville at home. After that, you have Oakland going on the road to face Cincinnati. Uh, this is quite a tough one because Oakland won against the Steelers last week, and they pushed Kansas City to the brink the week before. Um, I don't know if they're going for the number one pick or not, so if the tank is in full effect, then I think they would obviously try and let Cincinnati win this game. But it doesn't seem like they're trying to tank at the moment because they've been playing really hard the last couple weeks. So I'll take I'll take a healthier Oakland team on the road against the Bengals. Um, you heard it here first. It's really hard to do. I can't believe I'm doing it, but I'm doing it. I think um, you know Cincinnati's defense has just been so god awful that you know Doug Martin could have a decent day. Jalen Rashard catching some passes out of the backfield. Derek Carr probably find Jared Cook for like. 13 receptions and like 42 yards and two touchdowns or some crazy shit. Um, but I'll take Oakland in that one. Next up, you got the Arizona Cardinals going on the road to face the Dirty Birds, the Falcons. Um, obviously, the Falcons, they're not completely eliminated from playoff contention, but they might as well be. They've been playing like shit. But the best remedy for playing like shit is having the Arizona Cardinals come to town. Josh Rosen still developing. Been a rough year. Um, I think the Falcons, you know, I think they'll honestly find a way to blow out the Cardinals and everyone will be like, oh, wow, this is the Falcons that we thought that they should always be. They'll probably hold on to the ball in the red zone, score some touchdowns. I look for Falcons to win pretty big there. Next up, you got the 7-6 and six Titans going on the road to face the 5-8 and eight Giants, another super hot team in football. I don't think people want to fuck with the Giants right now. I know Tennessee needs to win, but they don't, the Giants can score. The Giants can score some fucking points. When you've got Odell and you've got, Saquon Barkley running around out there like there's not a lot that a defense can do to slow them down um so I'm gonna go out on a limb and I'm gonna take the Giants to win this game um, against Tennessee because they are at home and I don't think they're wanting to lose I think they're in it to win it right now and they think eight and eight might be able to get them a playoff spot and who's to say that it won't Next game, you have the 7-6 and six Dolphins going on the road to face the 6-6-1 six, six and one Minnesota Vikings who continuously keep fucking me over and pick them in these situations here. Dolphins obviously coming off the impressive win, uh, but they just got something on Tom Brady at home, man. It seems like when the Dolphins play Tom Brady at home, he just struggles and finds, you know, finds it very difficult to win there. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Vikings to win at home and move their record up to 7-6-1 and six and, one and keep themselves in the playoff race. Um, it's not on national TV. 
So Kirk Cousins will probably have a huge game and everyone will be like, oh, maybe he was worth the $84 million contract. Probably not, but whatever. After that, you have Green Bay going on the road to face Chicago. Green Bay is at 5-7-1. Chicago sitting at 9-4. Huge game for the Packers. They really, really, really need to win this one. Um, but I think the Bears are in the same boat that they really, really, really want to end, uh, win this one. They can basically end Green Bay's season. They can kind of lock themselves into the number one seed in the NFC North or the, the division champion, I should say. Um, so I look for the Bears' defense to maybe be able to pick Aaron Rodgers off or at least to be getting pressure on him and make him uncomfortable. And I look for Mitch Trubisky and Matt Nagy in that offense to bounce back and have a crazy good game. This one will probably be more high-scoring. But the Bears' defense will make some plays. Um, but I guess we'll see. Only time will tell. But I'll take the Bears over the Packers. Also on Sunday, you got the 8-5 and five Dallas Cowboys going on the road to face the 7-6 and six Colts. This is probably going to be one of the games of the week. Both of these teams are super hot right now. Indy's fighting for playoff life. Dallas is trying to control their destiny into the playoffs. Uh, that defense has been smothering people in Dallas. You know, I know Andrew, excuse me, I know Andrew Luck's on fire right now. But this is the defense of all defenses that you don't want to run into right now while you are on fire. Look what they just did to the Saints a couple weeks back. Uh, this is going to be a close game. This is a really tough one for me to choose, but I will choose the Dallas Cowboys to go from 8-5 and five to 9-5, and five, and the Colts will drop to 7-7. Seven and seven. Next, you have Tampa Bay on the road to face Baltimore. Baltimore's defense is absolutely suffocating. Um, you know, Tampa Bay can't help but turn the ball over and find a way to lose games. So Tampa's going to lose this game, and Baltimore will be sitting nice at 8-6. and six. Next up, you have the 5-8 and eight Detroit Lions going on the road to face the 4-9 and nine Bills. This looks like a trap game, um, but, you know, I picked Buffalo to beat the Jets, and they couldn't even do that at home. So I'm going to go ahead and take Detroit. Give me some Lions. Let's keep this season alive a little bit. You know, you're not going to get the number one draft pick, obviously. Um, so I think you can still get quality with wherever you finish, but I think you try and finish the season strong, and I like them to go on the road to Buffalo and win. Next game, you got the 8-5 and five Seahawks going on the road to face the 3-10 and 10 49ers. Obviously, San Francisco just won a tough game against Denver. Seattle just manhandled the Vikings at home yesterday night on Monday Night Football. Seahawks are rolling. They're locked in, in my opinion, as a playoff team. Um, they're going to go ahead and go into San Francisco and handle business. They'll leave that 9-5. You also have the Patriots going on the road to play the Steelers. Nine and four Patriots going on the road to face the seven and one or seven five and one Steelers. Um, Steelers have lost two or three in a row. They are not playing good football right now. Losses to Denver and Oakland um, and San Diego before that, maybe or vice versa or something like that. So it's um, it's not looking good in Steeler Town right now. And I really, really, really think that the Patriots are going to be mad that they just lost to the Dolphins. It's going to be a tough place to play, but this is the time of year where Tom Brady and them, you just never, you never vote against them. If you got to put money on it or you're going to bet on it, you got to take the Patriots in this one to beat the Steelers. Next game I got here, you got the 6-7 and seven Eagles going on the road to face the 11-2 and two LA Rams. This is probably where the Eagles season will officially come to an end. Um, you know, they battled through all the injuries. They haven't been the exact as last year. You know, they've been trying. But I just think that all their injuries and, and with L.A. losing to Chicago and then being back home, this is just a recipe for disaster. Um, fantasy points galore from both teams probably, but look for L.A. to handle their business. And then on Monday night, you have the Saints going on the road to face Carolina. Carolina desperately needs to win this game if they have any hopes of remaining in the playoff um, hunt at all. But I think the Saints will keep their foot on the gas. They're not slowing down for anything, and nor should they with the Rams right on their tail. 
They want that number one seed to go through New Orleans. Um, look for them to take care of the Panthers. <coughs> Excuse me. And I don't even think it'll be close. That defense has not been playing well lately in Carolina. They've been falling apart. So we'll take the Saints to leave there 12-2. and two. And those are your picks for week 15, boy. All right, we're about to dive into the hashtag burning questions. It's the hashtag burning questions, sports edition. So I've got a few questions to dive in for you guys. Um, first one comes from the Fan Sports Opinion Twitter page, and they asked me if I agree that the written rules in baseball are one of the dumbest things in sports. And a quick answer for that would be yes, I do. And I mean, I, I can kind of read over some of those like unwritten rules of baseball or whatever so people have a better perspective of what we're talking about. Um, but basically it's saying like don't automatically swing at the per- first pitch. Stupid as fuck. If you can hit the first pitch, go for it. Like who is to tell you that you can't hit it? That's part of the game. It's not like you're breaking any rules. Like, yeah, go hit the fucking ball. Don't swing on a, uh, if you're head on a 3-0 count unless you're going to hit it out of the park. Not necessarily true. If you're a good-ass hitter, hit it whenever you want to. I mean, what's if you're benefiting your team more often than not by swinging at those pitches, then fucking go for it. Don't steal bases when you have a lead. Yes, steal bases when you have a lead. Pile that shit on. I know baseball loves to be in close games all the time, but I don't give a fuck. If my team's going to steal some bases and be up five runs opposed to two, give me it all day. You know, you have don't steal bases when you're too far behind. Uh, another fucking stupid ass thing. Like, why would you not steal bases when you're behind? Like, that's the point is to try and catch up. Like, yes, you do it with your hitting and everything, but if you can get people in scoring position where a single would mean more, then why would you not try and do that? You know, the list goes on and on. Stay in the dugout after a game. Don't make the uh, first out at third base. Um, don't talk about a no hitter during a no hitter. I mean, all of these things are kind of opinionated, like the no hitter thing. Like, yeah, if you if the guy doesn't want to talk about it, then don't talk about it. But if he's over there chatting about it, then who's the fuck to say that you're not going to chat about it? Like, who gives a fuck? That's a personal thing. But yeah, I think that these rules never bunt to break up a no hitter. Hell yeah, I'll bunt. I don't give a fuck. Like, that's on you. You should have stopped it. Don't show up your teammates. Don't ever celebrate. Don't over celebrate a strikeout. Don't over celebrate a home run. It's all passionate, dude. If you want to celebrate what you did, that's fine. I mean, like, is it hitting home run and like doing like a backflip and kind of like dancing down, like to first base, like you would after an NFL touchdown? Like, no, I think that's obviously pushing it a little bit too far. But that's not really part of the game. I mean, you celebrate when you get back to the dugout with your team and do so however you want. AKA Alex Bregman. You fucking burn somebody. You hit home runs. You go into the dugout and you do the stare. You get the whole team involved. You get nice pictures out of it. It's a nice cocky way to say, yeah, I'm fucking better than you and I'm going to keep kicking your ass. And he didn't have to do a backflip. He didn't have to show him up on the field. So, yeah, you go along with that kind of stuff. Don't rub the mark where you were being, where you get hit. Um, You know, if you get thrown at, then you throw back at them. I mean, I kind of like that part because I'm all about the fights in baseball. That's like one of the best parts about it to me still to this day is that they will start throwing hands like and the whole dugout's clear and everything. Like it makes a sport that isn't necessarily super intense all the time. It can go from not intense at all to super intense really quickly. And that's kind of how it goes. There's some other ones on here, but I mean, that's just the basic shit. I mean, like, yeah, I mean. Unwritten rules in baseball are definitely one of the dumbest things in all of sports. I'm all for doing whatever the fuck you have to win as long as you're doing it legally. Like if you're cheating with the whole roids and all that shit, I'm not really behind that. It's kind of fucked up. But you want to steal some bases to go get a win? I mean, steal some bases. If they don't like it, then fucking stop them. Why is a steal in a game if you're not allowed to do it in certain times? Like it's not. Fuck that. All right, next. Wayne on Twitter asked me, do I agree that the NBA should include a four-point shot? Um, 
Honestly, personally, no, not really. Like, I'm, I'm cool with how the game has developed into, like, the three-pointers and everything. But I don't think rewarding these guys that can make, you know, these shots from a ridiculous range is necessarily needed. Uh, the game is already involved. There's already more scoring. I think it's good how it is. We don't want to totally eliminate the big man. You know, like, what kind of benefit does Shaq have in a game where everyone's just trying to shoot from the four-point line? That's just my opinion. I mean, if they want to shoot from deep right now, like Trey Young or Steph Curry or LeBron, these guys that are just, you know, hitting them five, six feet behind the arc already, let them. I mean, if they can shoot that at a high percentage, then go for it. That's their game. But I don't think they, I don't think we need the extra point for it. Like the NBA, we already got the scoring. You know, if you can shoot like that, you're going 30-plus easy. You know, like you should be averaging 28 points a game. If you can, if you can shoot like that, then go shoot like that. But just master your craft. Kill it. That's, that's it for my opinion. And what would the score of Bama versus the Oakland Raiders be if they played today? Well, as we've seen, the Oakland Raiders have been hot. They took Kansas City, you know, to the edge. In Kansas City, I believe. Maybe not. Maybe in Oakland. But they pushed them to the edge and barely escaped uh, losing that game. And then they beat Pittsburgh. Yeah, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they beat them at home this week. Um, so no discredit to Alabama. Like, obviously they're good. But the whole thing where people think that these NFL teams and these college teams, when they would play, it would be like a close game. You know, I really don't think so. Like, even if you took Duke and you put them up against, like, the Hawks right now. Like, yeah, they might, like, hang around a little bit, but they're still going to lose. I mean, there's no way that they don't lose and lose by a decent margin. I mean, you're talking about players that are, are polished and developed. NFL players you know you still have some decent players on the Oakland Raiders and yeah Alabama's got some good players and a few of them will be NFL ready but some of them it will take a few years for them to really start making their impact and that's not to mention every single position too we're not just talking about some positions like Tua or you know Ridley on the outside or you know or I'm not my bad not Ridley a Judy on the outside you know they've got they've got weapons sure but I honestly think if they played Oakland would beat them probably 42 to 10, 42 to 10. I think the NFL team would win by a good 20, 25, 30 points. Um, and that's to say it lightly. Uh, Justin asked me on Twitter, who is the ugliest player in the NFL and why is it Lamar Jackson? <laughs> Which is a great question as we've uh, gone over in this podcast before. Uh, Lamar Jackson does look a tad bit like a cartoon carrot. And, you know, he looks a little bit like Jimmy Butler as well. But those people, they were blessed with how they look. You know, there's nothing they can really do to get around that. Um, that's that's just what it is. We did have some nominees pouring in on Twitter. Um, let me see if I can find some. Jeff Fisher, who, yeah, God, he's not ugly. He's fucking gorgeous. Um, you know, my personal favorite, Jameis Winston, he's pretty fucking ugly. His attitude, his personality kind of sucks. So that just really takes him down. Like I wouldn't want him as my franchise quarterback. I couldn't take him serious looking at his dumb ass face. Um, you had Kyle Orton thrown in. Let's see here. Um, Al Davis bringing home the cake. Jared Allen, Frank Gore, Cole Beasley, Ezekiel Elliott, Terrell Suggs. There's a lot of them. I mean, there is a lot of ugly people in this world. And there's a lot of ugly people that play in the NFL. The McQuiston brothers or whatever, the linemen, check them out. If you want to see some ugly motherfuckers, that's like ugliest NFL players all time. All time. Andrew Luck, that motherfucker's goofy looking, talks all like he's got peanut butter in his shit all the time. Like, oh, yeah, I play a great guy. Oh, I call it, oh, you know, I love this organization. It's just so good to me, and uh, throwing it to T.Y. all the time is like, 
the best football move ever, and, like, I'm super smart, I went to Stanford, and, like, I could play better than everyone, and I could think better than everyone, it's, like, my neck, I got surgery on it, that I wrote out the surgery plans all by myself, and performed surgery on myself, and I fixed my neck, and it's basically all made of, like, rubber, and then I fixed it down to my shoulder, so my shoulder's, like, all made of rubber now, too, and so it's, like, half my body's, like, rubber, and I'm, like, throwing the ball so well, it's, like, a slinky, it's, like, a slingshot, and I'm just fucking, offensive line is playing great, I'm gonna buy him, like, some sweet hummers at the all-season, and take him on a trip to Gettysburg, and, uh, the National Cemetery in Arlington, so we can really see our country's past, you know, there's the things that football guys like to do with each other, that's what we do, we eat steak and potatoes, and, go see the war vets and stuff, you know, so, yeah, I mean, Andrew Luck, he's, he's in there, uh, thanks, Andrew, for coming by, Andrew, Andrew Luck, he's on the list, he's an ugly motherfucker, um, you know, you look at Marshawn Lynch, I mean, he's gangster, but he's go- goofy looking, you know, I love him, but he's kind of goofy looking, if we're just being honest, CJ Beathard on the 49ers, definitely not a good looking guy, definitely not a football looking guy, um, you know, so people chimed in. There's a lot of them. You know, Eli Manning. Don't let that dumb face escape this fucking list. Are you serious? That <sighs> fucking idiot. Fucking idiot. Like, there's lots of people. I mean, there are so many of them. I'm going to stop there because this we could just go all day with this. But that that's who I got for the ugliest people in the NFL. <laughs> and Boss uh, retweeted something with a question that says, Why can't pro NFL players squeeze water into their own mouth? You know, this is a question old as time, a tale as old as time. Everybody wants to know why. Why are the athletic trainers, why are the water boys, why are these people all giving water to these NFL players? Why can't they do it themselves? And I think it's efficiency. You know, it's, it's just doing it. You don't want them. They're trying to talk football. You know, you're not trying to walk around the sidelines for 10, 15 minutes trying to find a fucking water bottle, you know, because old... You know, Jimmy Clausen's sitting down there on the bench and he's thirsty because it's 90 degrees outside and he wants to just take drink. He wants to stay hydrated. You never know he's going to have to come in if two guys break their legs. I mean, it could be Jimmy Clausen time. And well, he needs to be hydrated. So if anything, then I mean, I think that we would be doing an injustice to all of us as fans if we didn't have people giving these guys their own water. I think it's just a part of the game. You come out of bounds and someone's right there ready to give you water. You earn that shit. You just played your fucking heart out. Shouldn't this isn't fucking where's Waldo with the Gatorade bottle? Like, I'm not trying to play these fucking games. I'm trying to get my drink on in this 30-second TV timeout we got. All right? Because who knows? I might be catching that ball and running 100 yards downfield and need to be over here for oxygen. If I'm not getting water delivered to me, what do we want? We got all our players cramping up. Okay, we all know Devin Funches. He's put it out on Twitter. I cramp more than the average player. Fucking boring, dude. You know why he's not good? Because of that. Because he doesn't get water. He doesn't need not... He's, he's an easy cramper. You can't have easy crampers on your team. So we need people feeding these NFL player, players water. Absorbent amounts of water. Okay? Like, just flood these motherfuckers. I want piss in their pants. I want these guys sweating. I want them feeling good. I want them lubed with nature's ultimate lube. Water. It's the lube of the world. It's the lube of your body. Ice lube. Give these guys their water. Grown-ass men, they, they help themselves any other time, okay? They get their own water any other time. During the games, let them have their fucking moment. They earned it. They earned it. And that's your hashtag Bernie Questions Sports Edition.
We're gonna give you a little baseball update. We got winter meetings going on. We got, uh, you know, getting excited for the, the season coming up. Um, it'll be here before we know it, but some big name trades went down that I don't wanna leave off the podcast. We had Paul Schmidt, the first baseman, going from Arizona, traded to the Cardinals. Um, it's a power move by the Cardinals, trying to come back and challenge the Cubs and the Brewers in that central division, um, in El Central. So that's a big move by the Cardinals. We also had the Brewers trading Jonathan Scope to the Twins. Um, it's a nice pickup for the Twins. They get an everyday second baseman out there. Um, I think that'll help them a lot. And you got Speedy Billy Hamilton being traded from the Cincinnati Reds to the Royals. Um, so those are the big name baseball trades as of right now. And we also have a little bit of the NBA recap of the week. Who's hot and who's not. Obviously, we got to the Rockets already. They're on a three-game skid. So they are going to go into the category of your who's not hot teams. Um, out east, you have Boston. They have been playing some great basketball lately. I think they've won five in a row, six in a row. So I think that right now, Boston is not the team you want to fuck with. Um, in the East, let's see, they have won six straight. Indiana's also hot, won their last four. Um, Toronto, they're they're slowing down a little bit. They've lost their last two, sitting at 21 and seven, and Milwaukee is in second at 18 and eight. Uh, Pistons have been a little cold, losing five in a row. So they're on a shitty streak right now, the shittiest losing streak in the East, followed up closely by the New York Knicks. Um, Chicago, obviously, they're just getting their shit kicked in every chance they get Chicago Cleveland and Atlanta all with six wins sitting at the bottom of the east um, hottest team in the west you got Golden State's on a four game win streak obviously they're playing good basketball um, the west is kind of beating each other up you know uh, other than that everyone's kind of won like two games in a row Memphis has lost two um, Minnesota's lost two Utah's two and uh, the worst team in the West with the three-game losing streak besides the Phoenix Sun, who have lost nine straight. And they have a whopping four wins on the season, four and 23. Um, so that's kind of a quick recap of how the NBA is going. Looking for some teams to back, bounce back tonight, obviously. Um, big games tonight. You got Portland uh, on the road to face the Rockets. The Rockets are going to look to bounce back. Um, you got the Raptors on the road to play the Clippers tonight. That should be a good game. Then obviously for Wednesday slate, you have a lot more games than you do tonight. Um, quick preview of those. You got the Pistons looking to bounce back against the Hornets. You got a bottom feeder game with the Knicks and the Cavs. Uh, Bucks and the Pacers will be a good game. 76ers will play the Nets. Boston looks to continue their winning streak on the road in Washington. Uh, Portland will play back-to-back -back nights um, against Memphis. Oklahoma's going on the road to face New Orleans. Atlanta playing Dallas. So the swaps are the number one picks there. That'll be the game to watch out for. And Luca, hallelujah. You want to watch it for that. If they keep playing that song, my God, will my head fucking explode. But my balls will fill up with so much cum. Uh, Miami Heat on the road playing the Jazz. Timberwolves on the road facing the Kings. Raptors on the road facing the Warriors. That'll be on ESPN at 1030. If you're going to be up for it, Eastern time that is. Um, so we got some good games coming up in the NBA to get excited about as well. And yeah. Next up, we got the interview with Adam Glotness. And just a heads up, it gets a little raunchy. It gets a little weird. It is not for the sensitive folk. All right. A little bit of audio uh, issues, I suppose. But bear with it. Hope you guys enjoy. Let's dive into the interview. There he is, 
Hello, my friend. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> I'm fucking good. How are you? I'm doing fucking amazing, man. You got some questions for me. Let's do this shit. I do, but I got an intro for you real quick. Spin it. All right. Our next guest on the Where in the Fuck is Tim Couch podcast is a true American hero. Make fun of your mom, but save a fat chick from drowning. Damn He's hardworking, an all-time funny guy. He likes his work schedule long, but he is Newport's longer. Fuck he, will, <laughs> he will help you laugh so hard that you can't breathe, but he will also help you total a vehicle and jump it in a grass field. The ultimate sidekick, the Robin to my Batman. He mm. once drove a Jeep with no doors simply so it would make it easier for him to show his cock to the ladies. My friend, Adam Gladness, Adam G Dog, how you doing, bro? Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm doing amazing, man, and I'm glad to be on the podcast. I said that. Okay, well, I didn't hear it, so let's dive in. Check this out. Question one. Obviously, being in the steel industry, I think it's fair to assume that you follow the Pittsburgh Steelers. What's your thoughts on the Pittsburgh Steelers? What do you like and what don't you like? Interesting, interesting. Uh, That's a far-out accusation there. Um being in the steel industry does not whatsoever make me follow the Steelers, but but being that you brought, brought the question up, I'm going to answer enough. it for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Pittsburgh Steelers, man, to me, they really have a, a colorful past. Uh, Super Bowl champion team uh, led by yours truly, uh, you know, uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Um, you ben, had that ben, rape, ben Roethlisberger. Ben Rapegape. That's that's correct. <laughs> ben Rapegape. Right there. Um, you know, he had that Big Mac fucking running back, uh uh Jerome Bennis. Is that mm-hmm. Bennis Bennis? Mm-hmm. Yes. That, I, I think it's French, so it can go both ways. Um <laughs> but mean, you, know, you you really had a powerhouse team. Um uh just just you know what what truly happened within Pittsburgh's walls um I, I don't think will ever be like fully known um but but yeah there, there's a lot of controversy whether or not Ben Roethlisberger uh was sexually assaulting them women um um and and you know that that just kind of I feel like that led to uh to to Pittsburgh's downfall the last uh few years um yes uh, you know you look back you you know you read the news articles um you know, he was accused two times within a year of assaulting these women. And, and, mm. and I mean, nowadays that shit happens in the NFL. <laughs> you lose your fucking job, you know? True. Uh, uh, I mean, look at Kareem Hunt with the Kansas yeah. City Chiefs. Uh, that, you know, there's just, there's no leniency towards, towards those crimes in the NFL nowadays. When they were juicing, it was an everyday thing. I mean, you yeah. know, you had Miami Dolphins fucking beating down a whole fucking dance club, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, Dan Marino, I mean, you know, it, it just, it, it happens. Like, it, it happened. It doesn't happen no more. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't feel like, you know, Pittsburgh's the franchise it was. Um, and it's solely because of what, what Ben Roethlisberger did to that them girls. Uh, For sure. That's and, and and that's your answer to question number one. That man's a woman beater. <laughs> he is. And we shall never, we shall never forget that. 
9-11. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger, 9-11. We put them in the same scale. Then firefighters. We put them in the same <laughs> Well, listen, I got, a, I, got a, I got a little question for you. This might get a little personal, but uh, I know you have a, a financial advisor side to you. So as far as that goes, what would be the ground rules to live up to Machine Cock Rudy's standards? Well, you know, it's a very simple saying here. Uh, you know, I'm going to quote Dave Ramsey himself. And, uh, you know, uh, if you keep doing what you're doing, <laughs> you're going to keep getting what you get. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh-huh. You debt. You sit there, you, you, you pay credit cards companies to, to build their towers and to build their buildings and build their banks and pay cash for shit, man, you know? Uh, right, right. Don't be so impulsive. This society wants you to be impulsive. It's the holiday fucking season. I bought fucking three fifty-five inch TVs. I only got two rooms, Nick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 you know what yeah. uh, I feel you. The, the predators, you know, they're going to get you. They're going to get you. Be smart about it. Uh, if you're weak, find you're strong. Um, and that's really their, all there is to it, man. Next question. All right, next question. I obviously know Talk you're a Michigan. Running, man. Next question. Let's go. <laughs> well, I obviously know you're a Michigan Wolverine fan and obviously a Detroit Lions fan. So why don't you yeah, go yeah, ahead yeah. and give me your thoughts on both of those teams. Both of those teams, um, you know uh, – where to start, where to start, um, you know, just being a, a Michigan and Detroit Lions fan, um, you know, I just feel like they're, you know, it's been a rocky road. It's been a, a, a long stretch, you know, um, there's a lot of good things, um, you know, that are positive is, you know, we've gotten some new coaches, some great coaches with great success, you know, mm-hmm. um, you got Jim Harbaugh, just a, a coaching family, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Whether or not he's touching them boys is another thing, but um, <laughs> I'll be honest, uh, you know, you, you don't you gotta You got to question a man like that. You when, a, when, a, when a man like that has such authority, you have to question, is he touching these boys? When the number five team in the nation – Falls to the Ohio State Buckeyes. You got to think, what's on them kids' mind when they suffered that loss? Were they really all there? Were they all on that? Something happened in that goddamn locker room that we can't justify. That's what we got to ask ourselves. Mm -hmm. Is Jim Harbaugh touching them boys? And you look at Penn State, and you look at, you know, what happened there? You know, Jerry Sandusky, Dirty Jim, you know. Uh, I mean, it's just – it happens, and we need to question it. These players, they have all this testosterone in the NFL, in college. Their sexual ambition is through the roof, and I think we oversee that, and I think it, we're, we're setting them up for failure. Just, just throwing it out there. So what you're saying is Jim Harbaugh may or may not it's, be touching his boys. That's what I'm saying, Matt. That's what I'm saying. I, it, I think he is. 
I think he is. After that loss to Ohio State, I think something happened in that goddamn locker room, and them boys have a story to tell. And whether it's something that they're ready to tell, I can't tell you that. I can't be the one to tell you that. I don't know. He says, hey, hey, I'm Jim Harbaugh. I wear a 36 size khaki. You know why he's got 36 <laughs> instead of 34? Because he's popping chubs, dude. He's popping chubs all game long, dude. I own two pair, and each one of them are the same size. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, check this out. Check this out. Who is your least favorite NFL team of all time? Please explain. To be honest, I think it's the Green Bay Packers. Um, uh, You know, just the leadership that Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, uh, emits – uh, you know, to that team, just that energy, that cockiness, that, you know, no responsibility. You know, I just – I don't like Aaron Rodgers. I don't think firing Coach McCarthy was the right way to go. You named a fucking street after this man. You named a street. How many fucking Aaron Rodgers boulevards are there out there? Mm. How many? I don't know. One. But you have McCarthy way. It, right fucking on your sit- – like, you go and you send a fucking Amazon package – all right, and it's going to McCarthy Way. It's right there at Lombardi, buddy. All right, it's right there. Significance in Green Bay. Uh, you know the Aaron Rodgers era is over, and yeah. I just it was just uh, Green Bay. They just you know put it all on that man, and, and, and I don't think it's gonna work out for them. I think they're dumb for doing it. Um, I mean, it, I just, I just you know Green Bay rivaled the Detroit Lions. You know we really didn't cover. Detroit Lions in the last question. So, well, go ahead, put it on me. What do you think about the Detroit Lions? They suck. Next question. <laughs> okay, we can jump right into it if you want to. Um, who is your least favorite athlete of all time? Least favorite athlete. Hmm. That's a pretty good one. Good question. I'll probably have to say Serena Williams. Um, you know, just uh, you know, always arguing with the officials, just the ultimate, uh, you know, example of a poor sport, a loser. Mm-hmm. Uh, strong African-American woman, I love you for that. She's up there with Rose fucking Parks, man. But, I mean, just – you know, you got to respect the officials when you're out there playing the game, and that's all there is to it. Next question. So basically, you're saying that Serena is a cock block. Um, you know, I'm not. You know, I'm. Are you peeing? Yeah, I'm peeing. Do you like that? What the hell, man? This is a professional podcast. <laughs> no, it's super professional. I'll pee as much as I want to. Are you pooping and squirting? Oh, no, no, not yet. No Taco Bell on the menu tonight. That's good. That's good. Okay. Well, here we go. Um, So your least favorite athlete of all time is Serena Williams? That's correct. Okay. That's a bold statement. It's a bold statement. Here, I I got a question for you. Yeah. This might really, it might grind your gears. Might get you deep where you don't want to hit it, but I'm gonna go there because it's my podcast and I'm gonna do it. I've been drinking all day. <laughs> all right, well, listen. How violently do you have to fight the urge 
to scream and find change when you hear the ice cream truck? That's, uh, that's a pretty good question there because, you know, honestly, every time that damn ice cream truck comes, I first think about, like, how much change can I, like, scurry up. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because, uh, you know, after buying our house, we have this neighborhood and there's so many kids, so we're just getting pelted by this fucking ice cream truck two times a fucking day. And, and I mean... It, it does a little bit of damage to the old change bank. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, I do know. I always my hair out when I fucking hear that ice cream truck. Uh, oh, yeah. First thing I do, honestly, is I look around and I look to see if Owen's outside or if he's by a window. By the time I hear that ice cream truck, where's Owen? I mean, and that's the first thought I have going through my head. <laughs> to, 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 to check for your children. Check where the kid's at because you might not even have to look for the change, you know? Right, exactly. He might already have it on him. Right. No, well, I mean, maybe. Is he is is he a change made millionaire? He's starting to use his pockets a little bit more, so he um he pockets anything he finds. Okay, yeah, boogers, uh testosterone, everything falls into that category. Yes, okay. So he's got sticky fingers is what you're saying. Okay. You so your son has sticky fingers. That's duly noted. Duly noted. Let's see here. So what would your thoughts be on making a competitive sport that involves Roman candles, forklifts, uh an abundance of uh, flammable materials around you and one ginger per team? What would you say to that? I'd be all for it, to be honest. What would you call a sport like that? You know? Gingivitis. Gingivitis. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out. League game, but ginger league. <laughs> ginger league, yes, correct. Yeah. Also, also in play. That'd be a good name. Okay. Be, uh, yeah, just so many flammable uh, objects uh, in one vicinity. I mean, that's pretty crazy. That's it. That is true. It gets a little uh, a little competitive as uh, well, some. I mean, you know, I was at the buckle trying on some buckle jeans for Christmas. Yeah, for sure. And um, as I was checking out, I uh, struck a conversation with the cashier, and I was like, you know, you know, it would be more interesting because we went to TGI Fridays. I was a little buzzed up, and uh, I was like, you know, man, you know, what would be interesting is if NASCAR drivers were allowed to drink alcohol. Before the race. Oh, that would be good. During the race. I mean, I, I would just feel it would make NASCAR more interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, keep in mind, this, uh, this cashier was paralyzed from a drunk driver accident. Oh. And she, really, <laughs> she really, really got sour quick on me and, bam, checked out left. And yeah. just a little funny story. She sounds like your typical bitch. <laughs> just always complaining. Well, when your pussy don't work, I'd be a little bitchy too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I can't make babies, but I'll ride the fuck out of y'all. Numb that penis down. Can't hurt what's numb there, chief. <laughs> hey, you can't call me George HW if it's already dead. <laughs> 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 
beat my poon till it's boon. <laughs> hey, we're pooning till it's booming out here on college game day. Steakhouse or what? To a pack of spit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, a little follow-up to that. What's your favorite game day snack, like meal? Roo Explain. Dip. Roo dip. Okay, what's, what's roo dip? Let's dive deep. Um, It's, uh, well, one of Shelby's family's recipes, and, like, it's just, like, the queso Velveeta cheese, beans, and also have, uh, you'll just put, like, your peppers, whatever you want in there really man and uh you just eat it with chips it's a you know the Velveeta cheese is probably the most expensive part to it but I mean you know you fry up your beef and you know you throw it in there you know and it makes a good little game day snack but to be honest on nothing fucking dude some traditional things and you just mount you just me 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 you just I swear to God, you get some like dry rub on them. I I mean, you know, you get the barbecue sauce. It's all a little messy and whatnot, but like you have the dry rub where like, you're really not even fighting the sauce. Right. Where, where your, uh, your servers fighting the battle for you. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause you don't, you don't want to be watching the UFC fight like at the Holland B-dubs where like 124 Mexicans are looking over you. Just a dirty fucking I mean, I knew that that place was going to bring some negative shit to Holland right when it popped up. Yeah, me too. I was like, wow, wings? Are you serious? Holland can't handle that. Talking beer and wings? Like, no way. God. Literally the last place I think of when I think of, hey, I want some fucking wings. This is the Holland B-dubs? You want to catch a yeast infection and fucking, you know, (laughs) when a the claw machine at the same time. But at least you can call your attorney. Yeah. That's the best side of it. Yeah, your insurance will fight that all day. All right, so you ready for the question number 10? Yeah, we're already on 10. Wow. Yeah, we're moving right through. I'm going to go inside because I'm cold. Are you eating a snack? Uh, no, but I will be eating some hamburger helper made by yours truly very soon. Nice. Oh, oh Oh, you like the stroganoff? Yeah, the stroganoff hamburger helper. And like, just butter some bread and it, like, you make little stroganoff tacos. Dude, it's so fucking good. Oh, yeah, dude, I stroganoff. Stroganoff real hard, usually. You know, I usually hit the stroganoff real hard. I tuck it in. After, after her, um, you know. never mind. My babysitter used to make it all the time when I was a little kid. And it was just like, hey, I'm a. And if I do say that, sometimes my sister's half black. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just saying it in my culture. So yeah. So basically, you're ha- you're half black because you eat stroganoff. I won't use the hard R. And that's just like growing up on the streets. You know, we never use the hard R. Yeah, no, no, no. You don't want to do that. You can get embarrassed in front of friends, in front of family. Like, that's just really, it's... Mixed nowadays. I mean, look at Marcus Hurd. I mean, you couldn't even tell that. 
<laughs> for sure for sure is he white is he black no one knows he drives a Dodge Chrysler 300 but so what so does everybody <laughs> okay alright well hey listen here I got another question for you you ready let's go I know you've seen the movie year one with Jack Black and Michael Sarah. so do you can yeah, it's so good. It's a it's an instant classic. That's what people don't realize. It's an instant classic. Well, maybe you shouldn't stand in front of a board during a board hunt. <laughs> Your mom goes to college. You oh, want to argue? You want to argue about that? No. Okay. Well, what do you see yourself? Do you see yourself as more of a hunter or a gatherer, and why? I feel myself as a hunter, um, just so you know, uh, as a kid, I was always a leader. I'd gather my friends up. We'd go throw rocks, break windows. We'd go steal shit. I was always leading those those uh, convoys, and, and we'd always come out profitable. I mean, there wasn't a time we'd go and steal shit where we wouldn't have some type of electronic that took a, a little bit of, th- you know, a little bit of teamwork to, to acquire. I mean, For sure. I mean, you know, it's a dog-eat-dog dog world, man, you know, um, where only the strong survive. When all this fucking technology goes out, the ones that steal are going to be the ones that fucking, you know, make it. They're going to profit. Can you steal a fucking chicken and get fucking back to camp and have food for your, you know, what's it going to be? The thieves are usually the less violent. Yeah. Usually they only make a bad move when they're, you know, on crack or something like that. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. And for that, we should judge them because they are – crackheads are overrated, dude. Robin Hood, there's some significance to that to that fairy tale. There's, there's some truth to it. And, you know, strong survive. That's all I'm going to say. Next question. Next question. All right. Well, take yourself back to the days of Barry Sanders. Can you do that? We're talking early 90s, mid 90s. So if you could take yourself back to that day, what would you say to Barry Sanders to make him stay a lion and not retire? What would you say? Adam Glotten is the GM. Let's hear what you got to put out there. All right. Let's sit Barry Sanders down. It's beautiful, and it is the only chance we have to getting a fucking ring within this century. You are the only thing that can acquire us the precious. You're the man of the century. You are the one. You walk out these fucking doors. You walk off this fucking field. You ruin that chance for Detroit. That's what I would say to Barry fucking Sanders. Sammy so saying black no more. No, he definitely is not. No. He has a pigment aug- augmentation, as they say in the business. Yes. Sammy Sammy ain't white, but Barry ain't black. If you know what that I'm saying. Whiter than Sam Hunt singing a country album. You got me right. <laughs> 
Well, listen here. When, listen, when was the last time you took a healthy growl? This is for health purposes. I ask all my friends. I want to know how they're doing. And if I want to know how someone is truly doing, I ask what their poop schedule looks like. Mm-hmm. So please, please explain. Oh, I mean, I ain't going to lie to you, Matt. My number two looks like a number three, nigga. <laughs> my diet sucks ass. I be drinking Red Bulls like six times a day, man. That should be hitting my budget and be hitting my butt. <laughs> I was squirting and farting and squirting and farting. I don't know what way's up, which way's down, brother. <laughs> you just be letting loose. To be honest, it's a spontaneous schedule. Okay. Um, so the American way. You American just do, way. You do I mean, what you want to do, and you're going to do it when you want to do it. I'll be lucky if I have a nice solid floater like two times a week, you know? Okay. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, you know, that's also, you know. Okay. So when was the last time you growled? Oh, honestly, I think I was, you know, when we were doing our uh, rehearsal, I think I... I you know, I, I shorted a little bit and I went to go try to poop in the toilet and it was just kind of like a fart. So, I mean, earlier this morning, earlier this morning, around 8 a.m. Um, 8 a.m. 8 a.m. I was at work, yep. And I just mm-hmm. kind of lined the toilet seat with just some toilet paper and just kind of, you know. I mean, we yeah. post on Facebook that they're STD free, so it's not it's not the most sanitary place, you know, but I mean, hey, he's STD free, so I ain't getting nothing. You just gotta be Yeah. Sick. I mean, if you can shit on like an STD toilet opposed to an STD free zone, I mean, you're obviously gonna go to the STD free zone. Do you remember Joe, the guy that wears joggers while he works? Yes, I remember Joe from Second Shift. Why? What do you have to say about him? Does he like cats? STD free. I'm just saying. Oh, he's, he's a skeet. He's a skeet freak. Yeah. Okay, so he likes to bust his load on anything and everything that's moving? Possibly, possibly. Okay, well, I mean, that's up to him as far as Joe, like, whatever Joe wants to bust his load. Dirty chubby girls. Okay, so he likes busting nuts. He likes ruining Christmas for everyone that enjoys it. Sorry, I just took a shot at Captain. Oh, no, that's okay. That's okay. Seriously. So, shots of Captain Morgan and T's basement. Is there anything sports related that you would like to bring up right now? This is your platform. Anything sports, just fucking lay it on me. Bring Hit back, me with it hard. Bring back Slam Ball, uh, the trampoline. Ooh. Thing. Yes. I think you remember that. Bring it back. Um, let there be performance enhancers allowed in the NFL. Bring that back. Yes. For all sports, as far as I'm concerned. I want to see hats rolling. I don't want to see quarterbacks fucking crying because they fucking had a little head contact or, you know, this guy fucking led with this, or, you know, whatever. You know, I want I want to see men hitting men. Mm. I want to see men making out. Um, that was something beautiful. How dare man decide what and what shall not be broadcasted on public television? That is wrong. Bring back the laundry rate league. Um, I mean, I'd be in the direction while 
pigskin was being thrown in the air till I watched that shit. And that's just the fun. I can dive deep on that. There was nothing more than I would love than some national football lingerie league. I want bitches hitting bitches. If I want gay people kicking field goals, I'll call my cousin. But I don't. I don't. I want athletes to show up. Sitting out there fucking missing them goddamn dingers. (laughs) Listen, Brett Maher, if you'd fucking buckle that chin strap, you'd probably make like five more fucking field goals. You know, they don't kick in the Ray League. They kick dildos. There's a difference. Ooh, kicking dildos and fisting dildos for life. That's all you. Number the pussy. That's all I got to say. (laughs) All right, we'll check this out. They don't feel that shit, bro. Listen, I got a, I got a back-breaking question for you. A girl with a little dildo. There's a chance that shit, shit's got some pleasure in it, but they should have a 36-inch on That bitch ain't You're doing her no favors. Yeah. A bitch with 96-inch, you got to leave her alone. She likes to fuck with shit that's out of your league. I can hate that shit. That's like a 7-foot-8 cock. Mom's dildos. I went and I threw it. <laughs> I 